This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Vincent Janito. Scoop. Justin Davis. Scoop. And Sam Claiborne. Three scoops. We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about the Switch, of course. Mm -hmm. Talk a little bit about Middle Earth, Shadow of War. But first... Let's start with what we're playing, because I think we're all playing the same thing. Ooh, Snipper Clips. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, I mean, Let's talk about Snipper Clips for <laughs> a Don't second. sleep on Snipper Clips. Yeah. If you're clip. not oh. watching this this on YouTube, by the way, uh, it is day five. The robots are listening. <laughs> Their arms are everywhere. So, blink your answers if you want to be. Uh, no, about Snipper Clips, though. I was one of the people yeah. that pre-ordered my Switch from Amazon, and it just didn't show up on launch day. <laughs> yep. It, it didn't, oh, that happened. I, I didn't get it till. Monday afternoon, so I actually had a little that bit sucks. of a later start on that Zelda. That was almost universal for Amazon. Yeah, a lot of people on Amazon. Oof, I, I just, dodged a bullet messed it, up. Yeah. But I, uh, I let them know that it was late, and they gave me 20 bucks in credit, and I used that 20 bucks on clips. Snipper Clips. So I got oh, Snipper cool. Clips for free. So you're not disappointed. I mean, no, it's Snipper Clips. No, but obviously Zelda is the game. We're yeah, all Zelda is the game. Of course. The, the it's it's of taking Zelda. the office by storm. Of Absolutely. the wild. Yeah. In a way I've never seen, actually, in the... Well, I mean, Pokemon I, Go was pretty pretty huge here. Sure, yeah, it was in a, kind of a novelty kind of way. And even I played that, even though I didn't really love it that much. But this is something different. This is like the rare time where mm. everyone from top to bottom, I haven't spoken to anyone who has said that 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 Breath of the Wild is anything less than one of the most memorable experiences yeah. they've yeah. had in recent years. And we're just this far in. Yeah, I know. I saw I, a percentage completion today of somebody's game who's been yeah. playing a lot here. And I was like... 
wow, there's <laughs> yeah. so much more to go. Yeah, so I just left the Great Plateau. That's where I left off okay. last night. Oh, that's where I am. Man. That's where the game gets good. That's where it really gets good. I mean, yeah. it was already good. So Yeah, I mean, I was telling Damon that I actually, uh, I, I'm like everybody else, I'm loving Zelda to death, but it did make a weird first impression on me. Uh, I found the controls really awkward and the stamina system. Like, I drowned swimming just a few that's feet. That's so frustrating when that happens. You <laughs> don't like, realize it's because you're dashing. Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure dashing into the water. Like, that. like, it's a very unconventional, like, it's so unconventional and so unlike other open world yeah. games that I it really I'm glad I stuck with it and powered through and it's not like some like Final Fantasy 13 where you need to pl play 40 hours and it gets good like Zelda gets good quickly but it's very first impression was odd and then then it just gets better and better and better I and came better. off playing Horizon I beat Horizon last week and I, yeah. and I absolutely adore that game yeah um, th these games are big open world games and they're very different and the thing that I've been trying to like grasp is Horizon's really about fighting dinosaurs. And it's a big, beautiful arena for doing that. And the world doesn't serve much other purpose. It's like the world is there for you to sneak around and fight dinosaurs. And Zelda, the world is there. It doesn't stop you from doing anything. Mm. And and Horizon's world like channels you to stuff or like makes dinosaurs fights harder. But it's all so singularly focused. This game, it's like I don't even have focus. I'm so bad at focusing what I'm supposed to do because I can climb every single thing. Yeah. And breaking that climbing wall, I think, is the biggest deal in games that's happened in a long time. It's so bold and brave to just give people like let them go wherever they want like let them climb yeah. you can climb any surface like it's one of those things that like it, it feels like Super Mario 64 where like games were different after Super Mario 64 exactly. came out and I think games are going to be different after Breath of the Wild it's going to take developers a few years it's to like a dimensional up. shift and it's just in gameplay yeah. it's like there's no more invisible walls like that means a lot for game design yeah. and like that took a lot of work like you, you used to have to think a long time about how you're going to get on top of a house in yeah. Kakariko Village yeah that was what Zelda was about is like solving that puzzle. Now it's like those puzzles are all at the door. You just climb to the top of the house. Yeah, even something like unless it's raining. One second, Vince. Sure. Even something like Horizon, like it, which is a far more beautiful game, I would say. But you still run into situations where no, I just, you just can't walk past mm -hmm. this part of the cliff. The game's just not gonna let you walk past that. And oh, you're, Zelda, yeah, you're always countered by bluffs, yeah. like right in the middle of where you're trying to go. I'll go way out and around it, and it runs you by really hard dinosaurs. And I love that about the game. Yeah, but in man, Zelda, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is really beautiful. But like, what I was gonna say is that you know you were saying. Sam that games in theory now shouldn't be the same it kind of like is this paradigm shift completely and I hope that's the case because man like the last time I remember feeling like a world was this reactive in a in a degree that games prior to it weren't was Grand Theft Auto 3 and I feel like developers mm -hmm. took all the wrong lessons away from Grand Theft Auto 3. Like, what they took away from Grand Theft Auto 3 is people sure do like killing NPCs a lot and, and put icons know, all over the map. And, yeah, sure, yeah. exactly. You know, they, they kind of took the wrong lessons away and I, I feel like the lesson in GTA 3 was that it's, you know, if, uh, if normally a game poses a question and then the player answers it and then the world answers back and it becomes this complete back and forth that builds into something interesting. Like GTA 3 started doing that and then like no one else decided they were going to go farther with that until now, like until Breath of the Wild, where I do feel that back and forth between me and the world, a push and pull between the things I do and then what happens as a result, and then what happens as a result of that. Um, it's just way more organic. Like I remember the, my first experience with Breath of the Wild was at E3, and I remember being... Like it's a subtle thing, it's a small thing that happens right in what turned out to be the opening area. Mm. But you know, you get to that into that very opening area, and you can see there's a little uh, a little lake off to the right, and in the middle of that lake is an island with what looks like a sword, in, in, you know, in it. 
And I remember trying to swim across and not having enough stamina. And I was like, oh, well, I won't, I won't bother with this. Then I'll, I'll turn back and I'll do something else. I saw a tree at the top of a hill. And I'm like, okay, let me chop this tree down. And I think, it's a tree. It's going to fall down. It's just going to evaporate. And then I'm going to get some wood or something. Mm-hmm. And instead, that tree fell down. And then it rolled down the hill. And then it fell into the lake. And it floated toward, like, just on momentum to the middle of the lake. And I just decided, what the hell? I'll go swim out after it. And I swim out after it, and wouldn't you know, as I'm running out of stamina, I get to that log, and I can stand on the log, I can climb up on yeah. the log and replenish my stamina, now I can make it to that, to, to that center island in the middle of this lake. That, like, series of events, that chain reaction, and it all working the way it should in the world, that was the moment I knew, like, this is not going to be like any other Zelda, and it's not going to be much like any other game that we've played in an open world in yeah. in. in Ever. It's emphasis on, I mean, we, you know, we're talking about how gorgeous the world is and how big the world is, which is super true. Like, they deserve all the praise in the world for that. Like, it's got to be one of the biggest game worlds ever. Mm-hmm. But that almost does the game a disservice because it's emphasis on systems and physics and yes. uh, and just the bravery to have a big, you know, AAA, you know, game that's going to sell 10 millions, you know, many, many millions of copies to just let players solve things however they want. Like, here's an island, here's you, figure out how to get across, you know, eat a stamina potion to get across, chop down a tree to get you across. You have all that stuff from the start. Yeah. Yeah. You have all the tools. Yeah, like, you have I all the tools. I always forget I can stop time. From yeah. like the start of the game, like I never used that, but yeah. I, then I think back, I'm like, oh yeah, I could have solved that puzzle and that yep. puzzle and that puzzle, and I just left them. When like Jose had an example of, uh, there's a particular puzzle. Where, I mean, I think we're gonna get into very light spo- spoiler territory. No, no, significant yeah, no real spoilers. So, so uh, there's a puzzle where the crux of the puzzle is you're trying to complete an electrical circuit, and you're supposed to be dragging these metal blocks around. And Jose couldn't figure out uh, how to, you know, he's like, I, mean, I just can't figure out how to get that last block. Couldn't figure it out. And so instead, he took a sword from his inventory and threw it on the ground. And then the metal from the sword completed his electrical circuit Holy that God. way. Brilliant. Because wow. everything in the game has chemistry and physics behind it. And then they just trust, like, the trust that the developers have in the player is almost unprecedented. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's totally, like, the, and then, the, especially for Zelda, which has been hand holding. Well, especially for Nintendo. Yeah. This is the same right. Nintendo that, uh, you know, if you die in Mario five times, makes you invincible. Like, it feels like a completely different company, like, because this yeah, game's hard and, um, and very un Nintendo like. Yeah. Way. Which is funny, right? Because I, I totally said the same thing. I'm like, wow, I feel like this respects my intelli- This game respects my intelligence way more than any game that Nintendo has made, probably since. The original Legend of Zelda, where it really was just pop you down in the middle of this world. Am I going to go up? Am I going to go left? Or am I going to go right? Uh, let's figure it out and see what happens. And Nintendo hasn't had, I don't feel like, the, like you said, the bravery or the guts to give players the freedom to kind of hang themselves or like the that. Or the technology. Right, or the technology for that matter. A bunch of things yeah. just came together with this last generation, and I'm including switching this now. Uh, which allowed this to happen. I, I mean, we talked about Gravity Rush in kind of the same mm. terms. You can go and do anything in three dimensions in that game, so they can't. They don't block your character from getting to places. They have to think of different ways to make a world interesting. And I mm-hmm. think that's really, really amazing in Zelda and that game. Yeah. For the longest time, people have sort of used Ocarina of Time as a, a major benchmark for video games. Some people call it the greatest game ever made. It's the best-reviewed game of all time. Do you think this, like... Comes, comes close to that Ask level? Ask me in 200 hours. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's very different. It, you know, it's Zelda in the sense that it's got the little chimes and it's got, uh, you know, some of the enemies and Kakariko Village and, like, some of those places, but it doesn't feel like that's a puzzle game, and I don't know that Breath of the Wild is. I mean, it's got hundreds of puzzles in it, but but uh, but I don't know. It feels like something different. 
You know what's also cool? I can't think of another big open world game, uh, excluding Gravity Rush, which I just talked about, that's kind of the the Western style big open world game that has like a really positive, like not run down or not like grim fantasy universe. Mm. Like this game is like, I mean, there's something kind of grim about it, but there's so much playfulness to it. And so many people are happy in it and playful and there's jokes all the time and they're really cool. Well, that's what I was telling. a good feeling place to be. Like, again, like everyone focuses on the world so much that it does a disservice to everything else the game does well, which is the writing and character. Characters are so good. I mean, some of the voice acting is actually a little shaky. It might be the worst thing in the game, but but um, but I want to talk. Worst it's so- thing in the game is the ball puzzle. Okay, that's true. Second worst thing in the game might be the voice acting, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, I want to talk to every single villager in every town, not because they might have quests, but because they're weird. Like this is a weird. Like they're I've taken so not you, never what you expect. I've taken really dozens weird. of screenshots of just the, the weird, unexpected things coming out of people's mouths that make me smile and make me laugh, and just people doing like a character does this weird little dance and just all kinds of weird stuff. It's great. It's so whimsical and wonderful. I'm worried about it being only on Wii U and Switch because I want more people to experience it. Now That's I nice. hope that means people can't afford switches this holiday and play it and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those games which I feel like is going to be culturally important. Yeah. And the those two systems so far have very small install bases, and I'm, I'm a little bit worried about it. You know, I want people to be able to play this game. Well, Nintendo has reported some success, some early success with the Switch. Uh, right so 313,000 in 48 hours in Japan, which is nearly as many as the PS4 sold in its first 48 hours in Japan. It's apparently the best 48 hours of sales in the Americas and the UK in the company's history. Uh, Breath of the Wild is now Nintendo's best-selling standalone launch game, even topping uh, Mario 64. Seems insane. Yeah. Yes, so, I mean, those, the, are, those are both crazy to me. I'm trying to think of like precedent. Like Nintendo 64 is probably the last system which was hyped and people loved. I mean... Hyped before launch. Yeah, right. yeah. And then, and then, yeah, because Wii U took off. Or we did. We uh, took off like kind of afterwards. I don't know. Yeah. I thought we would be probably more selling pretty well at launch, though. Well, I mean, that's um, the thing that, I mean, look, this is great news for Nintendo. The Switch is sold out everywhere. It's very fast selling. But it's tough to read too much into it because, because you know, the Wii U sold out in the first weekend. Yeah, you that's, know, like, that's what I want to ask. Like them. every console is sort of limited by however many they can make and get on store shelves. It's really like it's really like April. Like, if you can buy a Switch then, or, or if they're still selling well, that's when we'll have an idea of whether Nintendo... Or maybe this holiday season. Yeah, I mean, like, over the next few months, that's when I think we're going to get more insight into, like, w- you know, is the Switch a hit or not? Um, but it's still, it's still great news. Thing. Like, just yeah. thinking of Nintendo history, I'm like, I guess it's including pack-ins, clearly, because well, sports probably was a... No, so it's the best-selling standalone Standalone So it doesn't include game. Wii Sports, which would have sold more. Yeah, would have been one to one. But there have been obviously. significant launch games like uh, Mario sixty four. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Mario sixty four. So that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, Mario like World. Super Mario Brothers. Was Mario <laughs> World a pack in? Mario wasn't a Super, Super Mario Brothers Mario. wasn't a launch game. Yeah, it, well, it, it was it was a launch well, window. Yeah, but not <laughs> right at launch, and it definitely wasn't a pack in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Super Mario World was was at launch, but I, I and I think they sold a they sold a deluxe set. I think. Maybe for with the Super Nintendo, though? It came with Mario World. It did. Okay. Yes, for sure. Okay. And two controllers. Yeah. And this no, is the first time a system's come out with two controllers since then. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, cool? 
So what do you guys think about the system itself, about the Switch? I haven't even got a chance to mess with it. Yeah, you guys have a lot more Yeah, I mean, Vince reviewed it, gave it a 7. Just been playing Zelda is what I mean. I mean, I think... You ended up with a flat 7? Yeah, flat 7. We're a little lower, and you ended up raising it in the, you know, as you continue to get some time with it. Yeah, that's right. And it's like, I think that my original approach to it, I was like, okay, first things first, it does two primary jobs, I thought to myself. So it's it's trying to be, to some degree, a home console. It's trying to be, to some degree, a handheld gaming device. I was like, well, let's talk about it in terms of being a console. Let's talk about it in terms of being a handheld device. And you know what kind of happens there is like if you compare it to things that are designed to do that one thing and that one thing only, yeah, it does fall short. It's not the most powerful or most reliable console and it's not the most portable or like long-lasting handheld. Mm -hmm. But then again, you have to, what happened in the interim time between my review and progress and the final is that I really started to think about it in almost the reverse way, which is like if I was playing a PS4, and then I could pick that PS4 up and take it into my car, what would I say about that PS4? I'd be like, that's the most amazing PS4 I've ever seen in my life. Or on the other hand, if I had a handheld that could produce visuals mm -hmm. that were on par with a console that I had sitting in my living room, what would I call that handheld? I'd say, this is the most amazing handheld I've ever seen. So, you know, not to say that the Switch is the most amazing thing that I've ever seen, but when you think about it in those terms, it really is uh, an impressive piece of hardware, the fact that it can do both of those things so well and that it can do them seamlessly um, leads to kind of experiences. Like the one I the one I really brought up in my review was there was a point at which um, my girlfriend was watching TV in the living room and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I was playing in the bedroom on the big screen, I was playing Zelda. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go out and hang out with her in the, you know, in the living room. So just boop. Took my system off, went there, chilled with her in the in, in the living room. And then, like, she's done watching, and I feel bad because I'm just sitting there playing. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to play snipper clips. And I'm like, stand up the screen in front of me. And I'm like, here, here's a controller. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. That's like a Switch game. moment. That's yeah. like from the commercial. Exactly. Right? <laughs> it's like right, it's like right from the commercial. We played for an hour. She loved it. I loved it. What a snipper clips. What a what a game. That's yeah, a, a that's great, great game. Um, and we were like, you know what? Uh, let's take let's we want to play on a big screen. We're getting uncomfortable on the couch. Yeah, fine, no problem. We Went inside, threw the switch right on the dock, sat in bed, and kept yep. kept playing the very same way. And when those, I said, I said the same thing in my review. When the use case arises like that, when you have those scenarios, then it's like yeah. it's a revelatory piece of hardware. Yeah. I think uh, you know you you gave it a flat seven, which is mm -hmm. good on the IGN scale. That's actually a little higher. Like most people are kind of in the okay range. Like, uh -huh. It's an okay piece of hardware, and like I respect. You know, anyone that has to give a scored review to something like this has to review it in the broader context of like, you can't really recommend the Switch over the PS4, the Xbox One. Like, if you want to play Red Dead, if you want to play these big AAA games, probably, you know, you need another console. Yeah. Um, but for me, I absolutely love it. Um, it. It passes that sort of intangible test of, I really like fiddling around with it. It feels good in my hands, and it's tough to bake that into your score. Um, but like the Wii U didn't like it was plasticky, and I didn't like the analog sticks. Puffy. And, yeah, and puffy, and like the, the switch. It, it almost reminds me of the original DS to the DS Lite. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Um, there's definitely an evolved thinking here, and and, um, and what is this light gonna look like? Oh my god! It's so obvious. You can draw a direct line between the Wii U to the Switch, and like, hey, what if you just pop those controllers off? And it's um, really funny to see that. So I respect the people giving it okay reviews, and I think that those reviews are accurate when when you know you have to responsibly score something in, in sure. the technology context that exists. But for me, if, you know, for Justin, it's like a nine out of ten console. Like it's just mm -hmm. it's so. 
So great. Yeah. It, I wish it, I was traveling right now because if I could take this on a plane, <laughs> it would just be such a relief. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. Nice. I'm flying to uh, Colorado for a wedding, and I'm taking my Switch on the plane with me. It's gonna be I mean, I'm in the middle of a game that all I can think about is playing this game. Yeah. Like, it's very cool that I could just go on a plane and just keep on playing. Though. I keep bringing my Switch into work, and I got to stop. <laughs> I got to stop. <laughs> but all, everybody has all the good amiibo at work. Yeah. So you have to bring your Switch in to tag in the stuff and get all yeah. the costumes on. Uh, it's, 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 it's just... It's like, just like you were saying, I've been playing Zelda on my big screen TV at home yeah. this week. Tomorrow I'm going to fly, I'm going to play Zelda on the plane. And then when my wife and I have downtime in the hotel room, we can play snipper clips in the hotel room. Like, it's, so it's cool. awesome. It's, the interesting thing about this is uh, I built, you know, I talked about it on Scoop a little before. It, last fall, I built a supercomputer. Uh, you know, it's expensive. And now it's sort of like I'm playing Horizon on my PS4, but it, it kind of puts the Xbox One and PS4 to bed outside of exclusives. You know, anything that's multi-console, I'll play it on that supercomputer on ultra settings. But now Switch yeah, makes me, you know, they, you know, Nintendo's made an argument for, for console gaming in the context of, you know, PC being superior in a lot of ways. Like a game like Ukulele, uh, you know, I would never really play that on PS4 or Xbox uh-huh. One. But now I have a choice to make. Yeah. Like, do I play that, you know, in Steam? It's very easy and convenient. Yeah. Or That's now, a perfect Switch game. There's a reason to get wow. games on, get multi-platform games on Switch when maybe there's less of a reason to get them on PS4 and Xbox One, uh, as long as they're not going to be pushing the console graphically. Right. And And so that's I mean, to me, I feel like that console in some ways is going to get more use than my other home consoles because, you know, because I happen to I'm, you know, I'm lucky enough to own own, you know, every platform that can play games. Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting, too, on that point is that at first, you know, in my review, I do mention that on paper, when you look at the numbers, I mean, it's very hard to give. It's not an apples and apples comparison, the Wii U to the Switch, right? Like one is running on an x86 architecture. The other one is a mobile, you know, the Tegra X1 architecture. So they're very different. Sure. There's, well, I mean, there's <laughs> just, they're, they're not, they're not, you can't just say, hey, look, these numbers are higher than those ones. Yeah. That one must be better. They, they like don't, you, it doesn't, translate. it doesn't, right. It doesn't translate that way. So it's, it's still hard to make a hard case about um, how much more powerful the Switch might be than the Wii U. Um, but what's interesting about it, and I did and I did knock it for that, okay? But what also is interesting to think about is that when I saw Mario Kart 8 running on the Wii U, not the Switch, yeah. on the Wii U, I thought to myself, A, this is freaking gorgeous, yeah. and B, I'm like, you know, we're not at the threshold for graphics at large in general, but this is probably as good, this is probably as much power as Nintendo needs to make Nintendo games. That's my exact yep. thought as well. It's like, I'm happy that Horizon is there, you know, jo- dropping my jaw. But, you know, I don't need Nintendo games to look better than, Mar- than, than Mario, Mario Kart 8. 8. Like, yeah, that, me neither. That's it. That's enough for me. I'm, to- I'm yeah. totally in the same camp. And like, Mar- you know, Mario Odyssey, like, you know, looks incredible. Like, yeah. I feel like this is a cutting edge game graphically in some ways just because it's big and because you can Breath of the everything. Wild. Breath of the Wild, you mean? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. What I said. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it's really impressive uh, technologically, and I wonder, like, what will Switch games look like in two years? Can Metroid Prime look beautiful? Yeah, I mean, like, the answer is... Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I guess the answer is, and this might be a tough pill for some people to swallow, but when you think about it in the context of what we just said about Mario Kart 8, what will Switch games look like in four years? Like Breath of the Wild at the at best, you know what I mean. I don't think you're going to see that much of a okay. of a ramp up, but I think for Nintendo and what Nintendo does, that'll be okay. I mean, like, and yeah, we can talk about well, what about third party, you know, AAA titles and like. Let's be realistic. This we have the same dance and the same talk at the beginning of every generation. Oh well, this is the one where we think they might get it, and maybe they convince one or two people to make a port. But then after that, it just peters off, and it does become about the Nintendo exclusives. And I don't imagine the Switch will be much different, at least in terms of large AAA style games, right? Mm. But that's okay. Like I feel like even if it's only slightly more powerful than the Wii U, 
will still get great Mario, Zeldas, and Metroids out of it. It is worth pointing out that Zelda runs at 720p on the on the Wii U, and it runs right. at 900 on the Switch. So, um, you know, again, it's tough to benchmark them directly against each other at this early state, but there is more, you know, there is more horsepower. In definitely, the yeah. Or in the, excuse me, in the Switch. And double the RAM, for sure. We know that as well. I definitely noticed, playing on my TV, I definitely noticed that frame drop. Anytime, yeah, like that is unfortunate. I hope trees that, or something. It's like well, the game's running at a high, so it's running at 720p on the Switch tablet, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it's running at 900p when you put it into your television. Uh, and you and, can drop it to 720. See, I don't think you can. Oh, no, I've done it. Hmm. It How looks a little bit blurry. You just go into your uh, Switch output settings. Oh, does right, that, but I don't know if that actually. Solve I think it's the problem. Still, I think it's yeah. really sampling. So like, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I did the experiment. Like it just makes it a little bit blurrier, and yeah, I don't think it. Well, but I wonder if it's still still outputting at nine hundred, and then because what's know. happening there is like you're, you're you're changing you're changing the resolution that the system is outputting at, but you're not changing what the graphics card is rendering. Yeah, so like, I would. The graphics card is still the the the, the GPU is still rendering. Yeah. My point is, it doesn't solve the problem. So but that, that checks out. I hope that from a software, I hope they do. I hope they do actually do what you're describing, which is um, I feel a little bit trapped where now I feel like I have to play Zelda on my tablet. Because okay. it runs at such a higher frame yeah. rate. Yeah, I said the same I thing. In my I don't want to yeah. put it in my television. Like at my, you know, I'm sitting on my couch at home in front of my television, choosing oh, to play okay. on my tablet because it runs better. And so I hope that they give me the option to display on my television. You know, actually have it have the GPU push. You know, the 720p version of the game to my TV. I agree. And what's weird about that too, Justin, is that um, when I when I think about the numbers, I've been looking more at the because now we know more about a little bit more about the specs uh, before the review embargo. Mm-hmm. Nintendo had forbade anyone from opening up the oh, system. Oh yeah, they, and ne- yeah, into they never, it. yeah, they yeah. never publicized you know benchmarks. Or exactly, they still haven't publicized it. So a lot of this is is based off of like Digital Foundry and other places that kind of specialize in these kinds of things. But what's very interesting is that you know even though there's no hardware in the dock. When you take the system off of the dock and it's not connected to power anymore, the GPU clocks down to like forty percent of its overall power. Battery, that's, yeah. that's a lot. Significant. That's that's not like it's a half a step slower. It's less than half as fast here. And that's so, very that's kind of the t- Nvidia Tegra, like their mobile yeah. chip, like you know gaming laptops. That's a very common trick. That's a common right? trick, right? Of course. But what's odd about it is that when you think about it. So going up from seven twenty p to nine hundred on the on the when it's docked, but but doubling the speed, it should be it should be able to keep up. So it's so odd so maybe that that's it's the not problem. Fully optimized right now. So this is this. I is, suspect we may get a performance patch. I mean, there's been no news of one or anything like that. But just based off, it would be amazing. Here's here's my suspicion. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give out my speculation here here for scoop. Okay, this is my thing. We do know that you can choose to either like when the system is off the dock, it automatically clocks down the GPU. But when it's on the dock, developers have the choice of either using the full spec or the mobile spec. Sure. I think because they Nintendo wanted to sell the promise of same experience on that TV as on the handheld, mm-hmm. I think that in Zelda, the spe- the 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 Conspiracy switch has been events. the switch has been specced to run in the same in this at the same speed so as even as when mobile. plugged into the TV, you, your suspicion based off nothing, but yeah, but, but, but this but, conversation, but, right? And and our and our is performance that it's running at the mobile spec is it's running at the mobile spec, and that's why it's running at a worse frame rate, even though it's only like slightly higher resolution technically, seems, but but should have double the power. That's totally plausible. Like yeah. I, you know, someone that has more time on their hands than us, I hope they dig in. Yeah, that. me too. I wonder if you could test it with uh, heat. 
output. Like I've noticed, right. I don't know what's triggering it, but every once in a while, uh, I can actually hear my switch a little bit. It's still quiet. Oh, really? I can well, hear it. Holding it? Yeah. And there's air there's blowing out. There's a fan in it, and there's air blowing out oh. the top. The air is always blowing out the top if you put your hand up there. But really? but like just once, and it's never loud. It's never like PS4 loud. But like it's it's enough to be slightly hearable. Like it's, it's a little tiny whir. And well, like no tablets like that. I don't know of any. I mean, obviously iPads yeah. aren't like that. Like an um, iPad with a vent on the side. Yeah. <laughs> so, It'd be weird. but it's very. I mean, if anybody's concerned, don't be because it's incredibly subtle and quiet. But um, I did notice it in a in a dead quiet room, um, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And so I wonder. Was if, it in your sauna though? <laughs> I was. I was in my sauna. <laughs> one of in your my, saunas, yeah. One of those famous San Francisco <laughs> apartment saunas. <laughs> So my, my question to you is, we all feel very uh, varying degrees of positive about yeah, the Switch, but do we think it was rushed, and should Nintendo have let it cook a little longer? Yes. It's absolutely rushed. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's even. Wait for Zelda. That's well, right. yeah. But like, wh- I wonder why. Like, why did it have to be out now? Why March? I, I mean, yeah. it's odd to launch a console this time of year anyway. My uh, theory uh, is that they knew that they were ready to go with Zelda. They didn't want Zelda to wait any longer, and they felt like. Um, Launching their new system without the power, without a big block, without a big blockbuster behind it, yeah. like that would be difficult. And I also think that they felt that a, a big blockbuster like Zelda would help sell the system, and they wanted to just link them up. Um, my other theory, and this is like a little bit more cynical, I guess, is I think they might have had certain Q1 financial pro- projections they had to make, and they said, you know what. If we kind of soft launch the switch now, chunk of money on launch day. Yeah, I think if we soft launch the switch now, we'll hit our targets, and if we and if we move it out to another uh, to another quarter, we're not going to make our targets. They have a history of doing this with their handhelds: yeah. the DS, the puffy yeah. crazy DS, mm-hmm. the puffy crazy 3DS. I mean, the, this is what they do, and they iterate on it, and. I don't see any reason why they wouldn't iterate on this and make a really nice light model. Oh, well, that's interesting. You're thinking about it from a hardware perspective. I'm thinking about it from a software perspective. Uh, like that, you like you boot into that console. If you, you know, I'm in Zelda all the yeah, time. There's but, no nothing to watch stuff on. There's nothing but the show. No Netflix or well, YouTube. I mean, I can't right. even believe. Like, I it's think really, about it's really like, funny. That the one. Wii was so delightful, and Nintendo redefined themselves by having something like this Mii Plaza and and the yeah. Mii Maker, and like there were all these little fiddly fun things to do with that console and make it a delight to use and even even something like the little jazzy menu music and the little uh you know uh like the shop where you'd have you'd have the character running across and hitting the coin block and, and like, the commu- and the communities around built around different yeah. games from Wii U and yeah. all that stuff and the communities on the Wii U and then the switch is just completely barren from a software perspective that I'm like there's been times where I want to take a break from Zelda, but you know my Switch is my new gadget, and I want to keep fiddling with it. And there's just nothing. There's no like fiddle factor to it now. <laughs> where, like the Wii was all about that. Yeah, that's true. It, it's it's very odd. It, it it feels very barren and sparse. And like it's obviously considering I didn't use any of that other stuff. It's hard yeah. for me to say like they made a bad. De- like maybe they saw that people aren't using all the stuff they invested in. Sure. Remember like PlayStation Home or something? During the Wii, wasn't that the most used platform for Netflix? The most yeah. popular place to well, watch I don't Netflix mean that. on the Sorry, I, I mean that infrastructure of sharing and being in groups and, okay. and posting stuff. Well, and just little software things. And like, yeah, you're probably right. They sh- they surely have user Wonder. stats on that. But the fact that it's a tablet, it's like kind of. Well, but even outside of that, like, if yeah, missing apps is crazy. Yeah, like just sort that out. Yeah, it's so it's so clear that the UI is temporary. I mean, it's clean and functional, and I like Very it. Very fast, but like, it's you appreciate it's, it's you go speed. through screenshots. It's like. So yeah. nice to click, 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 all touch. I love that when you insert the it's cartridge, the game appears instantly. Yeah. 
Um, like we uh, back to cartridges. Yeah. I mean, it's we cool. did it. There's no. I mean, there's no games out right now. There's like two, three games worth playing, and so it's not a problem that the game nav looks the way it does. But they're big, chunky blocks, and there's you know what, maybe three of them fit on the screen at once. Right, like, that's not gonna. Yeah. And you like, can't do the 3ds thing where you shrink it to smaller and smaller. Boxes. I don't. I don't I think just so. No, you much. can't. There's, and so that's that, the, that's easy. Like that's what signals to me Weird. that that UI is so clearly temporary. Like they're gonna have no choice. Like it doesn't work for more than like yeah. six games. And we even played it even more temporary. Uh, OS before they even updated that. Right, right, and even the eShop bears that out, uh, that out too, Justin. Like it's so right right now on the eShop, there's yeah. three tabs. It's it's search, recent releases, and new releases, and that's it. It's yeah. like so if this game isn't either about to come out or just came out, there's literally no way for me to browse games <laughs> other than. Yeah, you're gonna by need that sorting when there's more than ten. Yeah, games. when there's more than ten games, that's gonna be a huge problem. Yeah. I, I can't mean, imagine they think that interface is gonna work. In, a, in any kind of long-term fashion. I'm not too super concerned about it. Like, you know, in April or May, whenever. At some point, you know, we'll get an update and they'll refresh it yeah. and improve it. But it does signal to me to your original question that, yeah, I mean, obviously there was some desire at some level of that organization to not have that console come out in March. Yeah, totally. And then, the, of course, the Joy-Con, the left Joy-Con sync issues. Yeah, I, luckily I haven't had any problems yet, but... Um, I haven't either. Uh, we I only read about them pre-launch, and we've been really, really trying to keep up on problems and solutions to those, and there just hasn't been that much since then. I think people are just playing Zelda. But, man, I think you can also solve that problem on your own uh, with the same way that we had problems with just setup in a room. Mm -hmm. There are things that will make things not work, and the design should account for that. It's too bad it doesn't. But I think most of the problems you can solve, unless you have a broken controller, yeah. By the way you're playing, and if your th your setup is right, then it should be okay. I have a suspicion. I mean, maybe you guys, we can do a little poll here in the room. I keep my wireless router right to the left of my television. That's where it lives. Man, I mean, me too. Me too, actually. Yeah. And so, that's weird. Wireless <laughs> routers, wireless signals will f with. They'll mess up Bluetooth signals, like short range Bluetooth signals. Yep. And so, if you put your switch right there. Like, I put my Switch, I don't know if this is why I haven't had trouble, but I put my Switch on the other side of my television, and even being, you know, a few feet away from a wireless router can solve some of that. Huh. Um, you know, and I'm not an expert on this, like, I'm repeating secondhand information now, but um, that's my understanding of, you know, part of what can interfere with Bluetooth. Our sister site, PC Mag, opened up some of the controllers, and I just recommend people check out oh, that's really the article. It's very neat inside because they're so crammed with stuff. Mm. Yeah. It's not just buttons. That it's, controller it's is the, the future stuff tech, man. Like, it's, it's oh, yeah, there's a lot going on in yeah. there. And they're both different, you know? The left yeah. and right do right. different mm -hmm. things. It's just exciting to look in there and see it. Well, check that out. It's on PC Mag. They did a good job with it. And they put the, they put the NFC reader, the Amiibo reader, in the thumbstick. Mm -hmm. And I can just see like the engineers at Nintendo. They're like, you got to put the Amiibo thing in there. And they're like, there's no goddamn space. There's nowhere to put it. And then someone came into the room and they're like, put it in the thumbstick. Yeah, they're like, that thumbstick's just empty, empty, empty just rubber. Just put it in there. Like, I have like a 3D image of the thing. And they're like, there's space here. Yeah. Like, I don't know that that's what happened, but like, probably. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. Let's check in with listeners. Hey, listeners. Hey, listeners. Hey, hey, hey. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Pete from Atlanta, Georgia did. Nice. Hey, Pete. He says, scope crew. Oh. Assume he means sc scoop crew. Scopes. Uh, <laughs> I'm a long time. We, we play you know, scope as well. We do hey, play gamescoop. Yeah, game maybe he's saying scoop. scope crew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, I'm a longtime oh. consumer of IGN. Oh. Thanks for the reverence and intellect with which you discuss gaming. Some of my friends and coworkers that only have an Xbox or PS4 have said, I'm really debating spending $360 to play the new Zelda. They care about the well, game. Put it that way. They care about well, the game, not the system. 
I've been reading about some of the reported issues the Switch already has, dead, dead pixels, controller connection issues, issues etc. Do you think Breath of the Wild could potentially create a bigger sales spike for used Wii U consoles mm. than for Switch? Mm-hmm. And uh, that made me think about uh, this: the data that Nintendo reported that Breath of the Wild is now Nintendo's best-selling standalone launch game. Surely they're not rolling in Wii U numbers in that. Yeah, that would be <laughs> it's hard to know. incorrect, right? Yeah, I guess I haven't given a tremendous amount of thought to the breakdown. That'll be really fascinating if MPD or you know whoever we get data on like Wii U sales versus Switch sales for for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I, I honestly hadn't I mean, considered. Anecdotally, it. I know a lot of people on my Twitter feed, which are you know MVC listeners and stuff like that. They a lot of people are playing on Wii U. Yeah, yeah and I, I, it's yeah. great. Just sixty bucks for the Zelda well, game. Sure. There's nothing wrong with it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's slightly inferior, but not to the point of like if you play it, you're not going to feel like you're missing out in any major way. Yeah, like, actually, actually, twice I mistook the Wii U version for the Switch version. Just walking by someone's desk who was recording stuff for you know uh, for the site, um, I was like, oh, you're you know, I, it took me like a few minutes before I was like, oh, you're you're not playing on the Switch, you're playing on the Wii U. So that yeah, that version is for all intents and purposes identical, really, and uh, except you just can't. Take another plane with you or in the car. But yeah, yeah so I, I feel like there'll definitely be a surge in, in like used Wii U's. I even, I've even been considering doing that because I haven't bought a Switch yet because it's not really in my budget as of right now. But I mean, I have access to them here at work. But in any case, I saw you my Wii U. Oh, we'll talk mm. afterwards. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. what does a used Wii U go for? Well, that's what I was going to say is I hope you literally just reminded me um, uh, Amazon was offering a ludicrous trade-in for Wii U's. Yeah. I don't remember I don't remember how much money it was. Dollars? I think it was like 170 bucks or something and I only bought mine for like 220 refurbished. Oh, like wow. and I'm almost sure that that's probably dropped off a cliff now cuz they update those trade-in values in yeah. real time. So maybe before this scoop publishes, I'll, ru- <laughs> yeah. I'll run back to my desk and initiate the trade-in. But so um, to your point, I think it's maybe going to have the opposite effect where we use are going to start flooding the market mm-hmm. as people like me, you know, jump onto the switch. Yeah, that could be it too. Uh, this is Dan Reason from Kent in the United Kingdom. Gotta oh. have reason to Dan. <laughs> says, I just watched the gameplay reveal for Shadow of War. Ooh. I actually haven't watched it yet, but it's apparently like 15 minutes long. Yeah. 15-minute long gameplay reveal. It's incredible. He says, it's a game I am really looking forward That's to. That's a fresh question. Wasn't that this morning? Yep. Yeah. Ooh. When it was first announced. Mm, yeah. Oops. Ah, <laughs> so fresh question. When it was first announced, one thing that people were talking about is the fact that it is the first confirmed game for Microsoft's Project Scorpio. Yeah. However, I find it a little strange that people aren't talking about the fact that it hasn't been confirmed for the Nintendo Switch. From my knowledge, is this already a bad sign for third-party support on the Switch? Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. No, I mean, you can absolutely expect, you know, not definitively. Some developers will make more of an effort than others. But a lot of those big third-party games are going to be, you know, Xbox, PS4, PC. Which is going to be left out. Yep. Just Frank, don't buy a Switch if you want to play third-party games. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, it was like I, I know Horizon isn't uh, multi-platform, but like, even if it were, like, yeah. there's, there, it just, there's would, no way. It, the Switch can't handle it. It could not handle Horizon. I am yeah. a little, you know, we're we're seeing graphic sliders in console games for maybe the first time ever. I shouldn't say ever, ever, but you know, it, it, thanks to the PS4 Pro and PS4. You know, that's a thing that PC gamers have, you know, been with forever, you know, since the beginning of PC gaming. And now it has extended to consoles. It does feel like if you're making a low-end PC version of your game, like running on a potato PC, like maybe you point that to Switch. Right. Like, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean, I say that as someone that Shout loves this. Switch. came out on PS3 and uh, Xbox 360. Yeah, well, but that was a debacle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that the trouble you're making? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, yeah, a bit is, of a troll, is, is the fact that it wasn't announced for the Switch the bad news 
for the third party future. Like, no, the bad news for the third party future was the first time someone asked someone at Nintendo, hey, what about the power of this thing? And they're like, well, it's running a it's, mobile tech. It's not about uh, the power. And the, right, <laughs> we, we knew we knew right then what, yeah. what this future was going to be. So, so like, yeah, I don't I'm already there's already a really nice uh, like smaller game lineup that's building for the Switch. Sure. Uh, so I mean, if EA, I think that game would be fun if it could handle it, because yeah. I, that's a kind of Zelda-type game that yeah. would be fun to play on a plane or something. You know? you know, EA and Activision are full of very smart people. I'm sure they're looking at this very closely. The console launched strong. Um, we can already tell, like, who knows what the Switch is going to tell, but it's already clear it's going to be more successful than the Wii U. Like, I don't... Sure. Like, it just... It already be. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> so, like, to re- like if they were smart, they'd be prepping for this summer as soon as they could. Some Snipperclips-esque... You know, I always think about, I think it was 2K released Carnival Games on the Wii. Yeah. And it sold like 15 million one the, copies. Wow. One of the best selling Wii games. It managed to like slot into that like Wii Sports, Wii Play category of like, oh, you just get Carnival Games for your Wii. Like, there's an opportunity there on the Switch to do like weird HD Rumble games. Mm-hmm. Like, but but really only for like a year, you know? Yeah. Like, so I, I hope that some third parties, you know, bring out original titles like that. But no, I mean, I don't think we're going to see the big multiplayer. Did you guys see Shadow Mordor on the Pro? It's inc- incredible. It is. Looks if you haven't watched that gameplay review, it's like, no, no, no. Uh, sorry, um, uh, the first game. That the, poor yeah. Oh, with the, the just running oh, on yeah. PS4 Pro. It's, it's like insane. it's nuts at sixty. The yeah. mud it, looks it look, nuts. Yeah, and that game is you know a couple years old now, and just the port. So like, I cannot wait to play this game. It's gonna be. I mean, Horizon. That like a lot of indications. The industry is branching, and I, it has been for a long time now. But I guess now it's more evident than ever that. These high-end graphics games like Horizon and Shadow of War, it's just they're going in a different direction than where Nintendo is going with the Switch. And my hope is that they can both thrive. Makes it more interesting. This is Matthew from Apex, North Carolina. Hey, Matthew. That's a place. Check this out. He says, I'm 50. Whoa. Nice. And I have no need to leave my house with a Switch. Any chance of Nintendo making a home console only version? Mm. I've bought way too many Nintendo systems that I bought only seven games for. That's, uh, that's like when we also were saying that the Wii U could be shipped without the tablet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it yeah. is. It, I don't understand. The whole I guess point I kind of don't get the like a version without the screen. You mean that only? Yeah. yeah, I mean that would be cheaper. I guess. Well, presumably. you could presumably like like uh, Sony did the Vita TV. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Years yeah. later, so yeah, I mean maybe a cheaper version like. Uh, you know, drop the screen and drop some of that, but just ship all the same guts, you know, in a box that loads carts into it. Yeah, Maybe. I wouldn't put that out of the realm of possibility, but it would certainly be down the line until they'd well established, you know, the whole gimmick of the Switch is, you know, yeah. pull it out and take it on the go. That's their whole marketing, so it would yeah. have to be after that. And I think I think even after that point, I think they'd be in dangerous waters because the they then they have this problem where if they sell that system then they're potentially fragmenting their like it's, it becomes hard to tell at that point like hey how many of our users are dual users and how many of our users are just sitting at home in front of the you know and i, I don't think they want to open up that yeah. kind of work yeah, and it runs into a thorny issue of you know removing you know they have to have the removable controllers and the joy cons yeah maybe maybe i was wrong maybe not well they'd also have to build up uh, a great library of exclusive games that would sell it otherwise it would just be a, a severely underpowered console. Right, right? yeah, that's the other thing. Is that they'd have yeah. to sell that thing for, uh, to make it attractive to people, they'd yeah. have to sell it for $99. Yeah, like, exactly, yeah. like around that price point. With uh, Fire Emblem being pretty awesome on iPhone and Pokemon Go and then uh, Mario, uh, with that and this out, like what the heck is going to happen to the 3DS? 
Yeah, I don't know. That's really interesting. Like I couldn't It'll predict be... before it came out. Now that I have the Switch, I'm like, oh boy, like I don't have much room for the yeah, 3DS. Will they leave life. Pokemon? And I'm still playing yeah. Fire Emblem. Will they leave Pokemon on 3DS or bring Pokemon to the Switch? It'd yeah. be incredible on the yeah. Switch. I mean, we. I think the Switch. I mean, I can't speak for you. For me, the Switch feels a little bit more like a portable console than I expected it to. To me, Same. it's like it's yeah, like 60-40 portable console, home console, and yeah. I don't mean in my playtime, but just in the headspace that it occupies for me. Like yeah. I think about it more, almost more as a 3DS replacement than a Wii U replacement. If Pokemon Stars comes out for that this Ooh. fall, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I totally agree with you about it feeling more like a portable. I mean, I, I wrote as much in my review that it's basically a portable that dress that plays dress up as a as a home console. Uh, the problem is, is that. In order for them to get rid of the 3DS market altogether, like, first of all, the 3DS is a huge moneymaker for them, and like their their bespoke handhelds always are. And as much as I think the Switch is a cool piece of hardware, I don't think it has the same utility, portability, versus or, or like just um, yeah, the, the raw functionality of what you need out of a handheld system that it protects its own screen, that it lasts it's forever, and, yeah. that it's rugged and it fits it's in your pocket. Just the fact that there's you know? also the phone with the Nintendo games on it now. Just yeah. that sure. addition is just a little bit for me. Like it does put Nintendo three in a, different things with port- portable Nintendo games. It, it puts the company in a little bit of a tight spot. I guess I hadn't thought about it too much, just because the Switch launched pretty strong. Seems like you know so far so good. Um, but they got sort of smartphones squeezing them on one end, and the Switch squeezing them on the other end. And yet their portables are such a moneymaker for them. They're like, what do they do in like two years when the 3DS is sort of too old to keep making games for? Um, yeah, that's weird. I hadn't really considered it. Interesting. If they do it, I'm just surprised at how good some of the Nintendo mobile games have been too. Like, if Fire Emblem Fire wasn't Emblem. as fun as it is, I, I love that game. I wasn't really into like, it. Yeah, but I, uh, I I play it more than I played the 3DS Fire Emblem. Mm. Wow. And I think they're similar. Wow. I mean, they're both Fire Emblem games, and I like Fire Emblem a lot. So, you spend any What's money on it? Animal Crossing going to be like? No, I can't. Imagine. <laughs> it's hard to. I can't even imagine Sam spending money in a mobile in a free to play mobile game. Yeah, I've never done that. Yeah, I think I think he would de-age by like ten years. <laughs> Spent some money in gumballs and dungeons. Yeah. And that was it for me. That's your jam. Jeez. You're basically a whale for that game. I've spent. Well, oh, let's see. I've. I, I'm on. Un- <laughs> what are those Star Wars cards? That's that's the whale. I spent a lot of money on Star Wars. But cards. you made money too. I did make more than I spent. Uh, I've spent probably twenty dollars on gumballs and dungeons. Okay, that's not so bad. So I don't ahead. think that's. You're I don't ahead. think that's whale territory. Nah. <laughs> uh, this is Terry from St. Louis. He says, uh, I really valued the daily log feature on the Wii U and 3DS. Yeah. I'm not even familiar with what, the, with what that feature it was. It shows what you've been playing for how long. Okay. Yeah, it's, very it's, funny. it's very robust with like charts and stuff. Okay. He says, it was nice to be able to scan through the history of the system and reflect on the games I spent the most or least time with. I actually much preferred it to the achievement and trophy features on other platforms. Right now, the log is absent from the Switch interface. Is this something that could be patched in later, or is it probably gone forever? Terry, I have good news for you. This is a hot scoop. Oh, right here. Oh, boy. Um, people are just now discovering. I saw this popping up on Reddit today. I hope it wasn't some like elaborate troll because I haven't, you know, I'm, I'm just seeing the pictures circulating that. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so the console right now tells you when you last played something. You last played Zelda 20 hours ago. You last played uh, Shovel Knight two days ago. But after seven days, that ticks over into a total time played. Oh. So it changes. Mm. And so everyone's like, the Switch doesn't have an activity log, but it secretly does, and it was hiding there. And people that got their Switches earlier, whatever, are kind of discovering that now. That ah. that So I've, I've seen some screenshots that, like, played Zelda 50 hours, played Zelda 100 hours. Um, okay. So it is cool. it is in there. but And they can make it more elaborate with updates. It's no, If that's the question. Yeah, yeah that's just yeah. that's just software. I'm sure easy to, easy it's to, not very yeah. elaborate or fancy, because I, I completely agree, Terry. I love that feature. Nintendo does that better than anybody, oddly. Um, and it's not very robust right now. 
right now, but at least it is there. Cool. Uh, this is Ian from Seattle, Washington. He says, I love your guys' show. It makes my 45-minute commute to school much more enjoyable. I'm currently a senior in high school, and I'm about to move off to college next September. My question is regarding what consoles I should take to college. I currently own an Xbox One, PS4, GameCube, Wii, original Xbox, Nintendo 64, and a retro trio with NES, SNES, and Genesis. With the Switch having been released, I will inevitably buy one of those too. This got me thinking there's no way I'll have space for all these consoles, required accessories, and games in my tiny little dorm room. However, I play all these consoles on a regular basis. Can't decide which to part with. Which consoles do you guys think I should bring, or which would you bring, given Don't my situation? Don't leave at your parents' house. They'll get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my mom. Oh. Yeah, so that's what happened to me. Well, so she well, got rid of all everything. my Magic the Gathering cards. Oy. Oy. Yeah, I was so. wiped out completely to zero from everything yeah. I owned as a kid. Yeah, so. I guess pretty much me Be too. Careful. Uh, take the N64. Well, really? Dorm? Think so? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. More than like the Switch. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like that... <laughs> because you played it. Yeah. No, no, no. Like that'll get played. Sixty-four. Well, yeah, what I was gonna say, knows what that is. People play Goldeneye and Mario Kart. 64. I think. I think but not people his age. <laughs> I think <laughs> local multiplayer gaming is really big, really great for college. Uh, getting people in your dorm room is also great for making friends in your dorm. So Take you want to have a system that you can have people over and 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 that's and exactly crowd around the TV. Sure, but Take, we are, yeah. but we are at the couch, point now. Couch play. Sure, but yeah. we are at the point now where people are going to take one look at even people who just play games on their mobile devices will look at what's on the screen and be like, okay, have fun playing that. No, well, I that's mean, why I thought the Switch would be a good one. You're acting like eighteen Mario year Kart, olds. Smash Brothers. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're acting like kids have never heard of like what is this old a relic from the museum? Like <laughs> they know like everyone has a fondness for Goldeneye and like all the, those I, games. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think Goldeneye plays true. very well today. Yeah, it's too hard to play. Goldeneye is impossible to play today. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, Dark, Perfect Dark is still pretty fun, but yeah. in, even in that case, you probably want to play the Xbox Live Arcade. I think versions. I think was it Terry or was it the last questioner? Anyway, this was Ian. 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 I think, Ian, I think you bring your PS4 and Xbox because, you know, if you only have one or the other, you'll miss out on Halo or whatever. Um, and then you bring the N64. That's what I say. I say you bring the PS4 and the, the Trio. Well, I think the Switch I think the Switch is going to be great for local multiplayer gaming. Switch will work. Well, oh, obviously the Switch. Like, it's going to have the Street Fighter game that looks really fun. It's going to have Smash Brothers. It's going to have Mario It's going to get the eShop. That's what you need for your the virtual. It has the eShop. It's going to get the virtual console and all that stuff. So in that case, you don't need the Retro Trio, probably. Depending on how good the virtual console is, if it's as good as the Wii as the original Wii uh, virtual console yeah. was, then yeah, then you won't need. I it. cannot believe the Switch launched without virtual console. I Nintendo, I know <laughs> the virtual console is you. the best idea that you continue to screw up after <laughs> after the NES Classic too, which are, people were like, take our money, yeah, for these twenty five games, like. Just put those on the system. If you put Super Mario World and like Link to the Past and these other games on there, you wouldn't have a complete. Like you buy yourself six months of not having any games on your console. I wonder if that was <laughs> part of the problem, though. I'm sorry, Dave, real quick, but like I wonder if that was why we didn't get the virtual console. Do you think maybe we haven't gotten it yet because they still wanna they wanna finish selling NES classics? I just bought one. Uh, yeah, Last you actually Yeah, uh, prediction. Nintendo will sell an NES Classic software package for the Switch. That'd be so cool! Just just the games, yeah. oh. all in one package, and it'll have and the same you interface. Controllers, and you it'll have the same interface. Like it'll launch into its own little thing. Yeah, that'd be neat. Exactly. Yeah. That's my prediction. You heard it here first. I love it. I just hope whatever they do with the Virtual Console that they do what they did with the original Week uh, Virtual Console, which is that they have not just Nintendo stuff, but they have TurboGrafx-16 stuff, that they have um, the Sega stuff, and not just Sega, yeah. U.S. stuff, but stuff that never came out in the U.S., like you know Alien Soldier and 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 things like that. Um, they had NES me- games that never they had, came out. In the they had Mega US. Drive games. They had yeah, they had stuff from 
all all different manufacturers. Cool. Yeah, we really were cool. Virtual console is glory. Please do that again. Uh, real quick before we play a video game, twenty questions. <gasps> we're gonna play. Also out this week is Ghost Recon Wildlands, a game I feel a little bit sorry for because it's supposed <laughs> to be pretty good, but I think everyone is either playing Horizon or Zelda. Yeah. Right now. Our review so. will be up by the time this episode's up. And yeah. our reviewer does like it. And then uh, our game help people that are covering the game like it as well. I feel like it's odd. I don't know what like what the bias against it is. Everyone seems so surprised to like it. <laughs> well everyone's like, yeah, it's actually like, I mean, I'm it's actually pretty good. Like, why is it, that your attitude? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't crazy about it when we played it at E3, but yeah. you know, that was a, I think those early preview. previews are probably yeah. part of why that is, yeah. Justin. Yeah, but, that's why. but you're right, it is weird. Like every like I'm trying to remember what the last Ghost Recon game that wasn't considered a huge success yeah. was, and I can't even But this one's an open world. One. You know what? It's actually pretty good. <laughs> uh, uh Nier is out too. That's right. Well, and, that and I'm also I'm super surprised at how how good the reviews are for that game. Because yeah. the first the, the first near is like a cult cult. I don't know if it's a, you know, I mean, it's, it's a platinum, right? Like, yeah, yeah. But they did some part of it. They did like the combat. Or something. Yeah, that's uh, the part you, you want them doing. You can tell, exactly. you can tell. Yeah. and you can tell. Yeah, for sure. It looks cool. Yeah, it's the reviews There's, for that so game. It's so different. Are, you're like riding a deer. You're like. In a spaceship. That that game is five different. That, that hits also five Zelda. different genres in the <laughs> totally. first like hour and yeah. a half. The I game swear. looks crazy. It's all over the place. Yeah. I love it. But with Ghost Recon, yeah. the one the one uh, good news I, I I can see with that game is that these recent Ubisoft online multiplayer games seem to have a lot of legs, and they so the the online community lasts for a long time well, with Division Rainbow Six, right? and Rainbow Six yep. Vegas. And that's continued so. to grow like yeah. year on year. So maybe now for them. maybe not, even if uh, not, not maybe even if everyone doesn't jump on Ghost Recon right away, maybe it can. It'll last throughout the uh, the Zelda and Horizon. It can out it can outlive it. Storm. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and then one more thing. Over the weekend, since I could not play Zelda, I spent a good portion of the weekend playing Donkey Kong '94. Oh, and perfect that game. Is a wow. perfect video game. What a deep cut. It's a perfect game. Dude, I had it to is fight. So good. Where were you in the meetings? Why didn't you speak up in the top hundred games meetings we had a couple years ago? It wasn't. I don't remember. I mean, yeah, but I had to fight tooth and nail to get it in <laughs> I there. I remember people talking about Dude, Donkey Kong '94. So is dope. It's, it's so good. It's, it's like a hundred more perfect Donkey Kong levels. Well, it invented well, the puzzle platforming genre. It's more of the puzzle platforming, yeah. So if you yeah, never the if, Mario jumps that were in later, that's games the thing. Too, like, yeah, Altano, yeah, I was, the, yeah, Altano just pointed this out to me that that sort of invented that Mario sixty four triple jump. Yeah, that would yeah, be right. incorporated Somersault. a couple years later. Yeah, it's so good. And then that game, be, that series became all minis focused, and yeah. minis games are fine, but that's not never that as cool. Game. Yeah, but there's a that game so good. There was a beautiful before it became all minis. There's like Mario versus Donkey Kong, and there's I a few love the first really, really good Kong. sequels. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never had that cool graphic style though, because yeah. back then Donkey yeah. Kong was still yeah. Donkey Kong from the arcade machine. Yeah, not the it Donkey Kong Country. Rare. Yeah, and doesn't he looks awesome? Yeah, I, I so did. much prefer the arcade Donkey. It looks so cool. Yeah. Isn't isn't Donkey Kong '94? Doesn't it take place on like Earth? Isn't it? In, aren't the cities like New York well, and like London? Like, well, Kong, there's like a, the levels are like forest sites. Oh, it might island or whatever. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe there's a New York level. I'm not. But you're in a new dunk city level. You're in yeah. areas which you know, a King Kong like character would invade. You're not in like space or something. Mm. Uh, that game was released on the Game Boy. If you can play it on the the Virtual Console version, you should definitely check it out. As Sam says, it is a perfect video game. Yeah, it's so one good. of the top hundred video games ever. It's made, just called Gaijin. Donkey Kong. It's called Donkey Kong. Yeah. We call it Donkey Kong 94. Um, it, what's funny is that you the first four levels of it are just Donkey Kong. It's insane. Yep. But then all of a sudden you climb higher and you're like. <laughs> and then you just go up another 100 floors. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. really, really good. Perfect. All right, it's time to play Video Game 20 Questions. This week's suggestion comes from Andrew in Virginia. I'm ready. Let Virginia. 
the questioning begin. I'm going to start with me. Should I do our inaugural question? Um, was this game made after January 1st, 2000? Made? Oh, I'm sorry. Released. Yes. Well, I like the <laughs> clarification there. Um, yeah, I already forgot. Yes, after January 1st, 2000? Yes. Uh, um, does your character talk in this game? Hmm. Either through uh, is our on-screen dialogue or voice acting? I can't answer that question. Okay, well, I, does uh, cool. does your character collect and spend money or currency of some kind? Mm-hmm. I can't answer that question either. Well, I, I pass. I pass. I pass. Over does this have a multiplayer mode? No. Um, are you? Uh, Why are you laughing? I, I just We're hope I'm, clues. I think I'm right. <laughs> no, it doesn't have a multiplayer. Mode. <laughs> um, just to be clear, Banjo Tooie does have yep. a multiplayer mode. Mm-hmm. Was uh. <laughs> Was this a platform exclusive? Uh, no. Did this <laughs> every I said question? No. I said no. Every single question. Let did this game? Show, did this no. game get a physical release in stores? <sighs> you said well, yeah, physical release. Did no? It didn't. No. No. Digital no. game. What is going on? <laughs> I, you guys are asking uh, hard questions. Damon, get your life together, man. I mean, that sounds like a weird game. Is it a weird game? <laughs> is that's it a, a weird good game? question? Um, um, I know. I think right. you should ask that. No. That's how we would have gotten. We would have gotten. I know. Uh, so many. I have judgment. Oh my God! I have judgment. Um, okay. So did you ask about after two thousand? You said it was. A, it was a console exclusive. It was not not a platform. Not a platform exclusive. Multi-platform game that was digital it, only, and it's uh, not multiplayer. Okay, is this after two thousand ten? Mm, no. Um. Is the uh, primary mode of action shooting? Yes. A shooter with no multiplayer. We've been we've, we've been down this road. Is before. it finally going to be black? <laughs> I love that. I don't no, know. that got a physical release. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't even care for that game that much, but whenever we're playing 20 questions, for some reason, it always pops into my head. <laughs> uh, Red 13. Right. It also got a physical release. 13. Sure. Oh, shooting. So it could be like... It An could, arcade shooter. That, or, right. Or it could be like everyday shooter. I don't right. Know that one pops yes, into my head. But exactly. like some, di- like uh, like uh, destroy all zombies. Right. And or, I, I, mine was that I got was uh, was Stardust a couple weeks Super ago. Stardust. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, is this game... Is this game... Is this game like played from a top-down perspective? No. Okay, so that rules out like Geometry Wars. Is it a 3D game? No. It's not played from top-down perspective, but it's not a 3D game. Okay, so side-scrolling shooter. So probably side-scrolling. Then. So uh, that leaves you with. Um, uh, I mean, it, like is this Super a Time Force style game was too late, but something like that. Sure. Sham sure, sure. asked if this is a retro-style game. The answer is yes. Contra Four. Yeah, hardcore. Uh, or or it could be um Contra 4 was what the DS that's only on the one? D- yes, the, yeah, I think hardcore is the one that's like on everything. Hard, but uh, but oh, that's right. not right. Contra 4 was a console exclusive and it got a physical release. Heart, right. This is digital only. Heart right. So hard, so th- I think it, it we actually I think it probably could be hard hardcore. Um or just something like that. I mean, so we should we should uh Yeah, so I mean let's just try to dig into that. Let's just clarify. Like is it a side scrolling, you know, left to right game where you're okay, shooting, so you're is, shooting so, guns? So is this a side scrolling run and gun shooter? No. No. That's ten. So there's like top down like ship, like Gradius. 
Is it a Metroid? Should we ask if it's a Metroidvania then if it's a space shooter? That'll help. Yeah, is it a space shooter? No. Is it a Metroidvania? Yes. Okay. Whoa, that's really good. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um, so it's Axiom, Axiom Verge is too late. Or no, Shovel Shadow Complex. Shadow Complex. Shadow Com- it's that's retro style. It's 3D. It's, this is not. It's Shadow Complex. I no, think it's th- that game is 3D graphics. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it's played on a 2D plane. It's played on a 2D plane, right? Um, I mean, it's a Metroidvania. We can we can get there from here. That was a very good question. Yeah. Um, but wait, was it a console exclusive? Did he say? No, he I said, said it wasn't. wasn't. I said it wasn't a platform. Exclusive. And it did, and it did, and it did come to PC eventually, I believe, and to just fairly recently. And just fairly yeah. right, yeah. So, um, uh, was this game developed by uh, Epic? No. Oh well, then there you go. Oh dang. <laughs> um, was this game on Nintendo platform? Yes. But not a Nintendo exclusive. Right, it wasn't a platform. No. Sorry, no. sorry, uh, it's not on a platform. Yes, if it wasn't, if it was on, you asked if it was on, yes, Nintendo, was on Nintendo platforms. I said yes. And he said it wasn't a console. It wasn't a platform exclusive. So this is something that came to. Uh, I'm. I think we need to narrow that down to. Um, Any questions? Are we down to? You have six left. We're doing all right. A Metroidvania on. Um, so, so he, but see, it could be on the any of the DSs or on Wii right. or and on. He said after 2010. Trying to think. Like, no, no, it's between 2000 2010. Like even like a, you know like a Shantae doesn't have a lot of shooting, and obviously right. Castle Castlevanias didn't have shooting. Yeah. There's a lot of 3DS Metroidvanias, and but not shooting focused ones. But we know it's a Metroidvania, and 3DS would be too late because this is 2000 to 2010. Right. Oh, yeah, I don't know when the 3DS came out. Nobody yeah. does. No, no <laughs> one does. <laughs> um, 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 All right, six questions left. Oh, um, hmm, but he says it's not a platform exclusive. I was he thinking, says what, it's retro it be, style, so we're talking about like pixel could it, graphics. Could it, be, could it be a Metroid? Though. I was gonna. Say, could it actually be a Metroid? Yeah, for sure. For the DS or Castlevania? Or well, we, no, because he said primarily shooting, so couldn't be Castlevania. It's a multi-platform though, so it can't be Metroid. Um, well, if it's multi-platform though, that means it could have uh, it could have come out on the DS and yeah. the Game Boy or the DS. Well, and, and Metroid Fusion came out on GBA and. Uh, and yes, right? Yeah, and uh-huh. yes. Yeah. As the ambassador, I have it as an ambassador for 3DS. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's really interesting. That's what's cool. Is this a Japanese made game? Yes. Made by Nintendo? 15. No. Four questions left. It was Metroid. Uh, wait, so I, I I wouldn't call a Mega Man Metroidvania, but they are kind of not. No, not, definitely not at all a Metroidvania, yeah. Well, because it doesn't have a continu- it doesn't have a contiguous world map yeah. that you that you explore. It's stage based. So. I'm on your side, but if someone wanted to make the argument about you know tackle things non linearly and power up as you Maybe. go, and so yeah. I mean it's probably from Konami or Capcom. Yeah, um, I don't know if Capcom's made a shooting based Metroidvania style game. Um, We're gonna feel stupid if we don't get of. this. Yes, um, we got <laughs> we got Metroidvania so many questions ago. I can't believe we're not there. Yeah, that's right. Like, I mean, there's not it's not that many, and especially if you can shoot in it. But it's just, just wait, we never there's no physical release. Time. Yeah, it's a digital only game. The digital only game. But it was on Nintendo platforms. How many digital only games can there be? Yeah, there's not many, Vince. That's that's <laughs> making us feel real stupid right now. Wait, did this did this come to a home console? Yes. Okay. Uh, what about Cave Story? 
Yeah. Ooh. Okay, but that wasn't and that wasn't an exclusive. It's probably Cave Story. Uh, is this game just is it. this game developed by Nicalis? That's uh, really specific. Let's I mean, not go that far right now. No, you don't want to. Okay. No. All right. Um, Are there caves? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> is it Cave Story? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried you guys you weren't going to get there because this one's tough. This was uh, developed by one dude. That game came yeah. out yep. before 2000. Uh, who operates under I'm gonna the name? I'm going to start asking that. Was this Studio developed Pixel, by one dude? And so uh, Nicholas did not develop this game. Well, they published it. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to go there. Originally released for PC in 2004, the it later came to Wii and DS, and then there was Cave Story 3D, which came to 3DS, and I think did get a retail release. Don't but play that. We're doing that. So those first four questions, which were hard to answer. Uh, do you earn currency? I don't. I, I don't. Got I know it. you're like upgrading your weapons and stuff. But I don't. I couldn't I remember if you earn a currency. I love Story to death, but I haven't played it in yeah. many years because <laughs> I played the original PC version. I think you're earning coins and spending your coins to upgrade yeah. your weapons. I wasn't sure. And then I, I know some okay, characters talk, course. like Balrog so talks to you, but I don't remember if you talk. I think right. you're, I think you're silent. Yeah. So yeah. I I the main sure. character. It's a silent protagonist. Yeah. Cave Story, uh, 2004. Um, Four. Yeah. That and game. Th- it's. Notable for a bunch of different reasons, but uh, maybe most notably because there wasn't really an indie scene in Japan. Um, yeah. You know, Japan was so far ahead of America when it came to video games, but not when it came to indies. Like, yeah. we really leapfrogged them when it came to that. And Pixel, you know, that made the game maybe the most famous or the guy that sort of kickstarted or that showed Japan that they could make indie freeware games too. And it's also a huge success because he just made it. Like, a guy just yeah, made just the whole game day. and put it out in the world. And then l- only later, much later, did they start selling it. You know, it appeared on Steam and it appeared on these other platforms yeah. for $10. Because um, that's how I first played it, is you got to play this really cool, you know, platforming game. Uh, and there was a fan patch. You downloaded the Japanese ROM. It was shady as hell. And then you <laughs> downloaded, like, an executable that would patch English text into the game that some fan had just translated and wrote. And that's the first way that I played Cave Story. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah and if you haven't played robot. it. What's up? You're a robot. Spoilers, jeez. Yeah, jeez. I played. Uh, Not I, a spoiler. I played when it came to WiiWare on the Wii, which would have been probably 2010. There's pictures of you in the game, and you're a robot. Okay, it's not. Okay? <laughs> it's not a spoiler. I know. We we know it's not a spoiler. <laughs> in anyway. any case, it's ex- excellent game at what it does. And excellent if you haven't game. played it before, you should totally find a way to play yeah. it on some platform. Well, yeah. If you still have your Wii and or on Steam, it's available yep. on Steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I had totally forgotten that they made that 3D version for the oh, 3DS. It's, I never saw what that looked like in the end. It, it, was, uh, it was it was pretty ugly. Okay. Yeah, it was really exciting when that came out on Wii. I think you might have reviewed it, but they did a really nice port in pixel graphics to the yeah. Wii, and that was, and then it came out on a bunch of other things. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Yes, beware. Yeah, it's cool. There are lots of good stuff released on Wii. Well, yeah. They should now maybe the WiiWare games can be part of virtual console. Switchware. Because there was a Blaster Master, there was a Castlevania, there was a Contra, I want to say, and they were all released for WiiWare, and everything's trapped. Blaster there. Master. And I'm always down for more, more Contra and Blaster Master. They turned WiiWare offline, too. I know. Scoop. Scoop. Game preservation. <laughs> RIP. Yeah, that's why we talk about game preservation. Uh, all right, that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. We're out. Oops.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.